And good morning, everyone. This is Gary Demas. Really glad to have you all tuned into the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show this morning. And I've got Jamie with me, of course. So, Jamie, we're more than halfway through September now. And Buckeye football season's here. Yep. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about remodeling. In case you're, in case you're just tuning in, uh, we're here every morning uh, no every sunday morning huh, can you imagine every morning <laughs> yeah. having to yeah. do this Once every a morning week is, is a no. yes yeah and uh on 16 wtbn eight o'clock in the morning we're also on podcasts all over the entire planet <laughs> and could be other planets we're not aware of that at the moment yes but. cannot confirm nor deny yeah so uh appreciate having everyone tune in we talk about remodeling residential remodeling and today we're going to talk about Moving mechanicals, which sounds like so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's a great time. Yep. Um, you can always reach us by email at info at davefox.com. And we invite you to come to our website, davefox.com. And also, if you want to listen to any previously broadcast shows, because we have a wide spectrum of topics having to do with remodeling, indoors and outdoors, you can go to davefoxradio.com. So you can find out a lot of information about our company and about just remodeling in general. If you're thinking about doing some remodeling, which I think 90% of the people in the world today are, yeah. <laughs> based on the amount of people, interest we're getting, uh, then you can go to our website, see a lot of beautiful photos of projects. And anything else on that, Jamie, you want to mention? Um, you can also follow us on social media. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram is where we kind of spend the most of our time and house, um, always as da at, Divi ah, I can't talk today <laughs> at Dave Fox design build. Um, and we show a lot of kind of more current in, in the moment stuff happening on there, which is always fun, um, to kind of follow along and see. Yeah. And I just saw some recent photographs of projects we've done, Jamie, that you had photographed. Yeah. It looked just amazing. And are both of those going to be on the remodeling tour coming up? Just one of them. One of them, um, mm -hmm. one of them will be, yes. So the weekend of October 2nd and 3rd is going to be the Nary Home Tour. And probably next week we'll kind of dive into that and talk more about that project. But really cool project to have on the tour. We added a whole second story to the home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we literally raised the roof, raised the roof. <laughs> yeah. That's just a really a, a stunning project. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into our topic for today, which is moving mechanicals. Yeah. Melissa, our client concierge was out. And so I got to take leads again, which I haven't mm -hmm. done since we hired her. Yeah. She's so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she takes all of our incoming calls and questions and, if you, you know, text us, fill out the little web chat form on our website, anything, any really outside communication coming in, Melissa handles. Um, so she gets to have a lot of those upfront conversations. And it's also how we know, we in the marketing department know kind of what, what's happening and what people are asking for and things like that. And I would say, you know, taking over for her for a few days, one of the things I'm hearing so much of was that kind of question of the moving of mechanicals, you know, and what that impacts and is that possible? And can I do this? Or what if I did this kind of thing? And a lot of times, you know, as you mentioned, so many people are interested in remodeling right now. And the probably one of the biggest questions on everyone's mind is, can I afford it? 
or how much does it cost? Yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, getting home equity right now and things like that is a little more feasible than mm -hmm. maybe it's been in the past, um, especially with interest rates and things. So yeah. it's definitely made remodeling an opportunity for more people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we're remodeling kitchens and it's really just an aesthetic thing. You know, this house was built in the eighties, nothing's been changed, just ready for more modern look. Other times it's just a functionality thing. This, you know, yeah. why is the refrigerator all the way over there? Every time I go to it, I hit my hip on the counter, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. um, if it's, but there's a big difference there between what we refer to as a pull and replace remodel, where everything's staying put, we're just literally taking out those cabinets and putting new cabinets in in their place, um, typically with some additional features and benefits, but mm -hmm. for the most part, pretty much the same. And then there's moving things. There's moving things within the same room. There's moving things with to different floors. There's a lot that can happen and a lot of requests yeah. coming through. Or about, walls being removed. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> taking walls out. And, you know, maybe that's the wall where your range and, you know, hood was. And now mm -hmm. you got to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a challenge when we take out all the walls is, okay, now where do you want to put everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what do we do with this HVAC duct that was in that wall? Right. There's a lot to it. Plumbing or electrical. Yeah, so. so that's why I thought this would just kind of be a good topic, mm -hmm. generally speaking, to talk about moving mechanicals and, you know, what that means, not only as far as difficulty um, and construction wise, but also cost wise, kind mm -hmm. of what what's the real big impact, what's a little impact, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, nobody likes unknowns, do they? No. <laughs> and unfortunately, in the remodeling industry, sometimes there are unknowns. As a matter of fact, often there are. Yes. And we learned many years ago not to assume anything. <laughs> you, know, you can't make any assumptions. No. Because you never know what you'll find behind drywall or brick or siding. Yeah. Um, some I've run across framing techniques that have just blown my mind in the past. <laughs> and I thought, how did this ever get done? Or why did they do it this way? So there is a lot of conventional framing and conventional framing techniques and this is for the structure of your home. But every now and then you run into something that's unconventional, and it's like you scratch your head. Why did they do it this way? Mm -hmm. And it usually creates more work for us. Absolutely. And, and more expense for the homeowner. So and when we write specifications, because we don't like unknowns, and our, we know our clients don't like unknowns, <clears throat> we put little uh, some comments in there saying that if there's any... Uh, you know, unforeseen mechanicals in the wall that need moved, that would be additional cost. If there's mm -hmm. any unforeseen structural issues, that will be an additional cost. And we really try very hard to determine all of that stuff up front. And yeah. sometimes we make inspection holes in the home. Uh, we examine the framing. I mean, we got really good structural people here that go look at the jobs. Sometimes we have an engineer come out and look if, if it's something very challenging. Yeah. Sometimes we even have the original floor plans and they don't match, Yeah, mm -hmm. which is yeah, you can't really trust, interesting. <laughs> you can never trust the original floor plans. Right. They're helpful if we're measuring a home just to kind of get the general layout. But yeah. we always have to uh, do our own measurements and create our own plans just because you can't rely on that 100%. Yeah. How accurate are those kind of infrared 
readers. Have you seen those? The laser? No, it's like a, it almost looks like a cell phone and it's infrared. Our, we had a home inspection done recently mm-hmm. when we purchased the home and they had one. And because we had asked the question in the garage if all the walls were insulated. Oh, okay. And he goes, let me check. And he oh, pulls yeah. out his infrared thing. Okay, and he goes, so testing it for, for any heat. Uh, yeah, escaping. to see. Yeah, the, those like, are very accurate. Yeah, yeah. are they? Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, though. I hadn't seen that. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. I was like, I want one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can buy one of those little gadgets for a couple thousand bucks. You can have one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, just the unknowns, dealing with unknowns in this industry is a day-to-day thing. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, we really try hard to examine the home, examine the structure. If we're removing a wall in particular, um, we'll look in the basement to see if we can see anything there. Maybe it's all exposed and we see wiring or piping going up through there and we know about it ahead of time. Maybe it's all drywalled and finished uh, and we can only, you know, warn the homeowner that there could be something here. We look on the second floor too, or, you know, just every scenario we try to examine, clear around, but still there's times when we just can't determine for sure what's in a wall. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll have a good suspicion based on all the previous projects we've done, but you can never know for sure. Yeah. But you can be sure we'll be right back here after the break. So today we are talking about mechanicals, hidden mechanicals in particular, or it could be structural issues too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or even just, uh, you know, design changes of moving mechanicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're listening to, to the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show, and I'm Gary Demas and Jamie Brasklovsky. So, Jamie, where do we start with this? Um, in our first segment, we just kind of talked in general about not liking surprises and doing our best to try to minimize the surprises, but still, we still, we still get surprised. (laughs) We get to get surprised every day. We're so lucky. (laughs) Every day is a new surprise. No, I actually, I thought it would be kind of fun to just go through some of the projects that consumers had called in asking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the ones that were, these are kind of real life stories of what people had called in and had questions about. Okay. Um, So Two that I had come in were um, regarding laundry rooms. Okay. You know, I think one of the things that has become more common is people trying to kind of rework their spaces and rework their lives for that work from home. I think we've come far enough into this to establish this is somewhat here to stay, the working from home, as a part of a lot of people's lives. You know, some really large corporations in town have kind of committed to either being fully work from home indefinitely or kind of a hybrid model and things like that. And now people Mm -hmm. are realizing, okay, this is not changing. Let's kind of adjust this. And the laundry room on, especially on a first floor, sometimes takes up a good amount of square footage Um, or wherever it's at, you know, a laundry room can can be great square footage to kind of steal from. So this question in particular, um, they wanted to make their kitchen larger actually. Okay. Um, and go into their laundry room, but then they needed somewhere to put their laundry room. So with that, the, you know, they talked about options of, they would love a second story laundry room. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so some of my questions were, well, is there space for it to go straight up? You know, meaning right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or are you talking clear the other side of the house? Or are you talking an addition? You know, is it gonna be over the garage where there's not currently any structure? Or where is it going? You know, so that was one of the, 
the big kind of impact questions, I would say, in moving a laundry room. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing they mentioned was into the basement, in which, again, I ask, you know, are we talking straight down or down and on the other side of the, of mm -hmm. the house? Mm -hmm. um, so I guess in, in your opinion or in your, I don't know, thoughts, moving a laundry, washer and dryer, what's the main kind of key points with that? Okay, so... In terms of mechanicals, uh, your dryer is going to take the largest, uh, the duct work mm -hmm. for venting the dryer. And you don't want a super long, you know, vent system with angles and stuff in it because you've got all this lint that's going through there and it will clog up and it'll be a cleaning nightmare. Yeah. So you want the shortest route possible to the outside of the home. And it can okay. be out a side wall. It can be out a roof. Uh, either one. <clears throat> so that's a, a definitely probably the single most important and consequential uh, thing to consider is your dryer ducting and venting. Okay. It's really important. The more efficient your venting is in your dryer, the more quickly your clothes dry and the less energy you consume. So all those things come into play. So uh, you can really... In remodeling, you can do almost anything, okay? Mm -hmm. But a lot of things aren't feasible. If you have un an unlimited money supply and you don't care, you just want something done, we'll find a way to do it. Sure. You know? <laughs> <But> <laughs> We're just that people, good. We, we'll be willing to do that for yeah, you. <laughs> but we really, and that's not most people by any stretch of the imagination. No. So we're typically trying to find the most efficient way to get it done. So the efficiency has, there's kind of a tension there. One is going to be the location and how convenient is it in the home. Mm -hmm. So it's got to make sense that way. So if you find the most, uh, the best spot to put it, then, okay, how are the mechanicals going to run? Can we get water to the, to the washing machine, electricity, running wires and stuff is probably the easiest part of it. Okay. You can fish wires almost anywhere. Yeah. Um, water lines are usually not that difficult. Uh, the drain lines are, gonna, are a little larger. You know, you're gonna have Well, a, so hold on. You say not that difficult. What, is yeah. that, what does that actually mean? Does that mean that you can just fish them up, you know, from maybe an unfinished basement, no drywall needed? Like if you're moving, let's say, a washer and dryer to the second floor, mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? Are you just fishing things through the wall? Or are you needing to do, yeah. like, some drywall? Or does it just depend on the... You can do some fishing. Like yeah. Like the PEX uh, flexible water lines. Uh-huh. You can fish them to some degree. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, it may involve taking some drywall off of the wall. Okay. To get them run up through. Yeah. But they're not large. So they can fit in a they're lot of different skinny. spaces. You have a lot of opportunities to move them. And yeah. distance isn't as much of an issue. Okay. So if you have to go around something, run the piping around something, or go a little extra footage to avoid a window or whatever, that's not really that much of an issue. Okay. So by not that hard, you mean it's not that hard for a plumber? Yeah. Okay. And, and <laughs> but it's for also, me, that sounds like that would be hard. Well, and it's also <laughs> easier to find the route to get there. Okay, if you've okay? opened something yeah, up. Yeah, without interfering with anything else in the home. Okay. Now, the drain line is important for mm -hmm. the washing machine. <clears throat> so that's going to be a little larger, inch and a half or two inch. So we got to find a way to vent that, which means going straight up through the roof. Okay. And then also go down to tie into your main plumbing. Oh, wow. That's a little more challenging. Yeah. But again, it's not so big that it's 
that's tip there's typically a way to do it yeah not always but almost always okay um so so the washing machine needs electricity needs a water supply mm -hmm. and it needs a drain okay the dryer needs electricity and the venting and then if it's a gas dryer mm -hmm. My understanding is that presents a little bit more challenges and that running a gas line is a little bit. Gas more lines are a little more challenging. They're not big, but um, you're, you're not going to be fishing them too far because okay. <laughs> you've got all these pipe joints. Yeah. Uh, gas pipe is very rugged, very strong. Obviously, okay. it has to be. You don't want yeah. anything puncturing it. Leaks, yeah. You can hole in it. So all the fittings are very durable okay. and heavy and strong. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. And then so a secondary question, which I always have this question because, again, I have three kids and constantly live in a state of laundry. I yeah. always want to add a second set because to me that would just make life yeah. so much easier. My daughter Tiffany has two sets. I, it's high, well, she. Yeah. I can't believe she, she just doesn't add on a laundry mat yeah. to her house yeah. <laughs> with all those kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine. But, yeah, it's something I have always been like. It's always been on my dream list is to have two sets of a washer and dryer, especially because, you know, I'm here working most mm -hmm. of the day. Mm -hmm. So my t hours to do laundry are very limited. So yeah. being able to run twice at the same time would be yeah. a lifesaver. Very efficient for time. Yes. Um, now the questions or I guess issues I've always run into is the water. You would almost have to run as if you were running a whole new one because... You know, you, getting rid of that much water from two washing machines at the same time might not be able to use the same line. Oh, you could, and you just have to size the line appropriately. You just have to size the mm -hmm. line appropriately. Yeah. So if there's an existing line, would that line need replaced or? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Could you have one gas and one electric? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to run for a new one, you could just run that one electric if you had one that was gas yeah. so yeah. that that's providing you have enough room in that laundry to put two sets right sure mm -hmm. yeah because sometimes people will have one in the basement and then one up in the higher level oh yeah that's kind of nice too yeah it's very easy for mechanicals to hook them up in the basement to, yeah i would yeah. imagine so yeah no i've been eyeing those um lg towers oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah those are yeah you could put those side by side couldn't you right yeah mm -hmm. i know wow. Add it. I know. It's on my list. Like crazy. It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. But yeah, we had a lot of laundry room questions. Mm -hmm. um, kind of, I think, you know, again, relocation and things like that yeah. comes up. Laundry room location is important. Uh, ours is on the second floor. That's super handy. Um, less carrying clothes and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So we're going to get right back into this after the break. And welcome back to the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show, where we are talking about mechanicals and laundry room and running pipes and running electricity. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last segment, in case you missed it, in case you're just tuning in, we were talking about laundry rooms. Uh, a lot of people are wanting to relocate the laundry, maybe to the second floor, which is very handy. Mm -hmm. uh, but also to gain more space, maybe to expand the kitchen or... Who knows what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so and Jamie's telling us real live stories of phone calls she's gotten just this past week. Yeah. And questions that people have been posing. So that should be pretty up-to-date current questions <laughs> that people have about remodeling, right? Uh, definitely. Okay. Very current. So, within the week. So I, kitchens, you know, 
Believe it or not, we get a call or two about kitchens. Do we? <laughs> we do. That's good. We love those calls. I know. We love kitchens. Um, but yeah, kitchens are, are definitely a big one. And I, I feel like I get asked the question a lot of, you know, we don't need to move everything, but we would definitely want to move either either the range or the refrigerator or, or, or the sink or the, you know, kind of a thing, like some stuff. And I guess my question to you is, which one is the most challenging to move? A range, a refrigerator, a cooktop, a sink, dishwasher. Which one would you say, if you had to pick one, is the most challenging to relocate? Mm, or the most expensive, the most costly? Interesting way to look at it. I know. Because <laughs> typically in designing, you're not, not going to look at it from that angle. You're going to look at what's going to make the most efficient floor plan so these people can cook efficiently and not walk themselves to death when they're preparing a meal. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so in terms of cost, dishwasher is probably the easiest. Okay. Because that's just a little water line. It's just uh, a wa a water line to feed it, and then the drain hose. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it and it's usually by a sink, right? You're not mm -hmm. going to want the dishwasher ten feet away from no, your sink. That would be interesting. <laughs> so the sink already has all that plumbing right there with it. Mm -hmm. So running the the drain hose is easy. Getting the water is easy because the sink is going to be close. Yeah. Um, electricity is going to be easy. So dishwashers. Probably the easiest. Moving a sink is going to be one of the more challenging ones because you've got water feeding it and you've mm -hmm. got a drain, inch and a half drain coming out of there. So that drain's got to go down and it's got to be vented. <clears throat> so you're going to have to, to uh, and we do move sinks often. Yeah. Like whether it's moving it to an island or just relocating it in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get they get moved a lot. It's one of the more challenging, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, range um, is an issue because you're going to range or cooktop. You're going to have a hood, right, or a downdraft system. Mm -hmm. So you've got your HVAC part of it, the venting and ducting, and you've got the electricity part of it. Or if it's a gas range, you have a gas pipe. So in which case you'd need gas and electricity. Yeah. So maybe a sink and a, and a range and stove would be kind of a similar amount of cost and expense. Yeah. yeah. A refrigerator is typically going to be very easy. Yeah. Because you have electricity and just a little quarter inch water line that's feeding it water. So that's a piece of cake. Yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> even easier than a dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So... When we are, you know, designing kitchens and, and looking at layouts and things like that, and the consumer's kind of debating between their floor plan of, you know, function-wise, this functions well, like we don't need to necessarily move things around versus kind of blowing out a wall and completely changing the layout. Mm -hmm. I mean, the expense or the cost difference between those two types of projects can be pretty large. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Would you say it's that is because of the running of the mechanicals or because of all the parts and pieces that go into that? Because now you're talking floors. Now mm -hmm. you're talking ceiling. Now you're talking lights. Now you're, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just the mechanicals oh, at that point. It's definitely cumulative. Cumulative. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, yeah, usually when you're going to use a major uh, move, a major appliance or fixture, it's involving, yeah, flooring, mechanicals, 
the layout in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and talking about that, the extreme part would be, and we've done a number of these projects, is where, you know, the old traditional kitchen and then the wall and then the dining room next to it. Yep. Well, there's some times where it makes sense to get rid of that wall and actually move the kitchen to where the dining room used to be. Yeah. So we've done a number of those projects. So you're moving everything. Yeah. And that <laughs> does the whole add thing over. expense. But usually we only do that if it makes a huge change in the efficiency and layout of the, the floor plan. Yeah. And really that's what matters over time. Because I've never had anybody regret spending extra money to do something like that when it had a dramatic improvement on the floor plan. Because mm-hmm. your family's using it every single day from there forward for years. Yeah, absolutely. So if it costs an extra ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars over twenty years uh, of having much greater enjoyment and efficiency out of the use of that space, it's well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So what about, you know, something that's constantly debated, especially for some reason on some of our, our Facebook ads, people love to debate this on there, the sink in the island. Mm -hmm. It's a very debatable topic. Some people are kind of indifferent to it. Doesn't bother them. Other Mm -hmm. people are just completely offended by the thought of a sink in an island. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, you know, if they just wanted to get the sink out of the island and the dishwasher, you know, they're kind of a, a pair and moved mm-hmm. um, it, and remodel their island. Is that feasible to keep the existing cabinetry on the perimeter and add, you know, a, if there's a space that would suit a sink and dishwasher or in order to make that happen, you would probably just need to end up remodeling the whole space. So I guess the question was that I got a call about an mm-hmm. island remodel. Mm-hmm. They really just yeah. wanted to remodel their island yeah. and they wanted the sink out, out of the island. Yeah, but they didn't want to replace the perimeter cabinets. They didn't feel it, not, They the perimeter, they didn't have any problems with, they mm-hmm. liked the cabinetry, everything like that. And that one kind of stumped me because you know it's it would be pretty dependent on if there was a space and s- properly sized space yeah. for both of those things. Right. Yeah. So I guess uh, could be the you know the right sizes could be there or they couldn't be there. Yeah. But you know in some of those cases where uh, the cabinets, I mean we have in in certain cases actually custom built uh, a cabinet or one or two just to do something like that. Yeah. So we're we just would actually one little custom area. build cabinets to match what they have already. Mm-hmm. I mean I can think of a number of cases where we've done that. Yeah. Just for a reason like that. So we could accommodate the sink and the dishwasher and alter some of their existing cabinets and maybe build one or two custom ones to match theirs in order to pull that off. And that's typically what's going to happen in that scenario. Yeah. I think you'd be pretty lucky to find the right cabinet sizes to just move it over there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That'd be quite the, quite the happy accident. Mm, Yeah. But yeah, I had, um, another question that came through or that this was actually on a site but the client wanted to change their kitchen sink but they loved their countertops and it was an undermount okay so i happened to be with the design consultant when they were explaining this and Mm -hmm. the kind of the challenges that go along with that of course there's the big risk of it breaking the countertop when you go to lift it um and then secondary challenges you can't well 
it wouldn't be cost effective to get it recut for a different size hole. Right. Um, even like the radius of the sink and everything would have to match perfectly. Yeah. So it sounded like the challenge might be greater than the feasibility of that happening. Yeah, I'd say it's it's unlikely. There's always a chance you know, yeah. that they could find the sink they like that would fit the exact same spot. And even then, it'd be challenging, as you say. You know, you can't guarantee because that thing is is glued and and clamped to right. the underside of that stone countertop. So <laughs> that could be very challenging. I'm not saying it's impossible, but improbable, probably. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So today we are talking about some fun stuff. Uh, Jamie had a chance to take leads because she's pawned that off on Melissa, who does such a great job of it. I know. She's so And now good. you have all this free time, Jamie. Yeah. You could bring your laundry in the office and do it. Might as well. There's, there you go. Can we yeah. put it in a washer and dryer? Yeah, sure. That'd really help me out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and we're talking about really some of the questions that Jamie got from people who were interested in remodeling and a lot of them had to do with mechanicals and moving appliances and fixtures. Yeah. So things that you don't, it's not like a piece of furniture. You just find another spot for it and set it there. There's these, all these other things that are attached to it. Yeah. A lot goes into it. So we've talked about the laundry room. We've talked about kitchen. Where are we headed now? Uh, Let's head into the bathroom. Okay. Um, I would say a bathroom is definitely a big one where I think more times than not, people are talking about reworking the floor plan of a bathroom. I feel like that is a space that's often um, a function issue over a style issue. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's style, but it seems like most of the bathrooms that we're doing are a big part of it is the functionality of it. Um, yeah, so that's probably going to be a master bath, right? Yeah, because yeah, typically bath. the hall bath, the five by seven or five. Yeah, by there's not eight a whole lot you can not, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are those are kind of landlocked, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. We did get a call about taking kind of a large hall bath, or maybe it was kind of a, a large master bath, and turning it into a smaller master bath and a hall bath. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting, interesting one yeah. um, to rework that. Um, but yeah, so we had a lot of calls about bathrooms, um, ton of calls about bathrooms, Mm. but you know, and it's a funny thing that people assume small space equals small cost, Mm -hmm. you know, and having that conversation with so many people was kind of interesting, just the way it was perceived of like, oh, well, no, it's a very small space. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've said this about basements before where the basements, you know, the materials don't care that they're going into a basement. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like the toilet doesn't care if it's going into a really big bathroom or a small bathroom. The toilet costs the same, (laughs) you know. And so, you know, even if it's a small bathroom, it still has a tub or shower or combo. It still has a sink and it still has a toilet. It might not be as big. They might not be a separate tub and toilet and things like that. But kind of the bones are pretty similar, you know, no matter the space. And so even in those five by seven bathrooms that there's not a ton of options necessarily and kind of what we do and how we do the layout um you know if you want a toilet on a different wall for example Mm -hmm. that's something that that has been was brought up a bit um and you want to go from one sink to two sinks yeah those are pretty big changes even though it's a small space you know they can they can be impactful in the the cost of the project Mm -hmm. so going from 
this particular one that I'm thinking of, they did want to go from one sink to two sinks okay. um, in this hall bathroom. What what does that entail? Is that as simple as just putting in a vanity that has two sinks? Um, that's not real difficult to do because okay. you've already got a drain system mm-hmm. and a water supply system feeding the one sink. Okay. So you can tap off typically both of those. Uh, in that scenario, because okay. lavatory sinks are not going to have a lot of, it's not like a shower or a bathtub where you have a whole bunch of water gushing down at once. So you can typically use the same drain system and uh, venting system and water system. So it's really not that challenging. Okay. What about the moving a toilet from one wall to the opposite wall to make space for that double vanity? Yeah, the two things to consider are, do you have to run a new vent? Because if so, that's a you know, a new vent going up straight up through the roof or out through a wall somewhere. Well, typically up through the roof. And uh, the drain line, which is going to be a three-inch pipe, uh, has to go through your floor system. So if it's on the second floor or first floor, if it's the first floor and there's open basement underneath unfinished, that's really easy. Okay. But that's usually not what we run into but mm-hmm. sometimes. But let's say it's the second floor, so you've got to contain all your drainage system within the thickness of that floor. So it's probably a two by 10 joist. So if we have to move the toilet in in the situation where it's running across joists, it can't run down through a joist cavity lengthwise, it has to go across multiple joists. Yeah. Then we've got to open up flooring. We have to get that piping in there. We have to shore up the floor system because we're putting big holes in it. Yeah. So that's more challenging. and that just depends on where the toilet's moving and how the floor joists are running. Okay. Now, if a toilet's only moving three to five feet, you can typically use the same vent system. Okay. And it's going to be a lot easier. But if it's moving more than that, then you're, you're, you've got a new vent system, you know, definitely a new drain system. The water line that feeds the toilet is the easiest piece of that scenario. It's not difficult. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, tubs, switching out tubs and things like that. Now, I know there's certain types of tubs or materials that can be much harder to move and out of a space than others. Is that is that correct? To move out? To, like, demo a bathroom with, I don't know, oh. there's, like, acrylic tubs and there's uh, other types of tubs. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's some that you've brought up that are very challenging yeah, to move. Yeah, so that'd be the big cast iron dudes that weigh a ton. Okay, though. <laughs> and they're very hard. And the guys get up there with their full face shields and a sledgehammer and beat the things apart. Oh, my gosh. Because, <laughs> um, or if, if we had a Hercules in our staff, they would just carry it down. But we yeah. you know, they are so heavy and... Um, they're, they're a challenge to get out. Yeah, they're yeah. a challenge for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is kind of a related, unrelated question. So knowing all that you know and have done with remodeling, in your own home, if you were going to finish your basement, would you do a drywalled ceiling or a drop ceiling? Oh, I'd do a drywalled ceiling. You would, even yeah. though it makes remodeling a little bit more challenging? Yeah, just because it's more like a finished space yeah. in, in your home. So still and, worth it. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Yep. Um, okay, so last one real quick um, that came up is looking at doing an addition, mm-hmm. at, but that where they wanted to do the addition was where their AC units were. 
That's always the case. Is that always the case? Yeah. I think uh, HVAC contractors have to put them right where somebody wouldn't want to add an addition. <laughs> they plan it out that way, yeah, huh? That's right. Well, it keeps them in business. Uh, well, then they have to come back to move yes, it. <laughs> yes. It's a future uh, inventory. So what does it take to move one of those? Um, just some money. <laughs> some money? Just a little bit? Yeah. Well, you've got... They're not terribly hard to move. Okay. Um, you know, you've got your refrigeration lines, your electricity. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we move them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So not that not nope. that big of a deal, no, relatively not speaking. Really. In the okay. scope of things, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, is there anything else that you would say is like a big thing that you look for or think about or consider when you're looking at doing a remodel of a space and kind of looking at the layout that you're like, oh, I you know, if we can not move that, that might be a good thing. Is there any other big ticket items? Um, for a room addition, if you're adding on a room addition, yeah. usually anything that's going to be in the way is small in scope compared to the cost of the addition. So you okay. want to put it where it makes the most sense in the floor plan. Yeah. And if you have to move something, you move it. Could be Sounds like that's kind of the rule of thumb everywhere. Yeah. Even if, if it's underground electric, that's going to be an issue. If it's a... AC condenser, that's going to be an issue. If there's a patio or a deck in the way. Uh, yeah, those things are kind of so small in scope compared to the cost of addition. You just want to put it where it makes the most sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good advice. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. we're running out of time here, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> and this has been fun. Maybe we'll have to put you on the phone again. Maybe we'll have to tell Melissa she can take another break and make no, you take No, I told her she's not allowed to take calls. anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you are listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We just uh, love doing this show. We like uh, the city of Columbus and the surrounding area that has given us so much work over many years. Uh, you can always go to our website and see examples of our work, find out more about our company. That's davefox.com. You can always reach us by email also. That's info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. And we're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock right here on WTVN, and we're also podcasting all over the world. So we'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.